Welcome to Rainbows Rising, where we ascend together. I'm your host, Rainbow Raja. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Rainbows Rising. Thank you for doing the work. Thank you for, you know, diving deep into your shadows, for recognizing all that there is to be grateful for in your life. This month, I really want to focus on the different types of methods that we can use gratitude, use thankfulness as a way to improve our path, our journey to becoming the best version of ourselves, whether that involves any kind of spirituality or spiritual practice or not. But gratitude can play a very important role in becoming the best version of yourself. So I wanted to thank everyone who has supported me, all of those that have listened, whether it be one episode or 50. I appreciate each and every one of you. I want to thank all of those those listeners out there that wrote reviews, all of those listeners out there who've taken the time to message me with their questions, let me know that you like the show, and ask for sessions. Your support goes beyond words. I am so grateful to each and every one of you. I, I really didn't see myself being a podcaster And here we are, and I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be here week after week with all of you, knowing that more and more people are joining, that you guys are enjoying the content, that you're applying the content to your life, and that it has has meaning for you. So thank you for hearing, hearing Whatever comes from my heart, thank you for hearing what my guides have to share. Thank you for hearing the lessons that I've learned on my own journey to spiritual uh, acceptance. I'm just really grateful. I just want to share the depth of my gratitude with all of you. So I guess this brings us to How do we get to a place where you really can look at your life and feel that depth of gratitude? Where you can really appreciate every aspect of your life, the good, the bad, every wrong step on your journey, every transgression against you. At what point do you feel that inner peace? At what point do you forgive? Do you accept that you became a co-creator of your own experience? Now, a lot of people 
are resistant to the idea that we are co-creating our experience of reality. And at first glance, the idea that maybe you were half of the equation to a traumatic event or an extremely toxic situation, relationship, or dynamic, it could be seen as quote-unquote victim-blaming or to completely dismiss the struggle of others. But as someone who has been through many victimizing situations, I can say with confidence that I have come to a place of deep gratitude for those who have hurt me, who took advantage of my generosity, who took advantage of my body, my mind, my heart, those who used me and betrayed me, those who were jealous, tried to destroy my name or slander me. I am grateful to each and every person on my journey, even those that I found it took years to forgive, those that I'm still working tirelessly to love and forgive and let go with compassion. And this is all a very small portion of the law of attraction. Now that's just the tip of the iceberg, but in theory, the law of attraction is that we all are vibrational beings. We all are holding a frequency. And, you know, whether that be your emotion, the thoughts that you think, the words that you say to others, the way you treat others, the way you perceive yourself, all of these layers, these layers to reality. These layers end up weaving together your experience. Now, that's why we always get such a mixed hat of life experiences is because many times we are constantly shifting and flowing through happiness and sadness and anger, regret, guilt, shame, frustration, boredom, just feeling absolutely worthless, whatever those emotions may be, they're part of the human experience and they're part of the beauty of the journey. And all of that helps you attract more of the same. The more that you put your energy into, the more that uh, you continue to cultivate, the more of that you will get. Now, for those of you who are like, well, 
What about the people who, you know, ended up in a really violent situation, getting mugged in an alleyway? How did they co-create that situation? Well, let's say you were feeling um, really nervous or anxious about going out to East LA. You, you know, wanted a night out, but your friend just kept pushing and you just had a bad feeling. You just had a bad feeling and, you know, you, you silenced yourself. Oh, that's, that's not, that's nothing. That's nothing. Oh, be quiet, be quiet. And you went out despite this little voice inside. Now, some might say it's an intuition. Personally, I think um, a lot of times we hear that little voice inside that's like, I don't want to go do this. It's really your truth. You don't want to go to the party. Maybe you don't want to hang out with those types of people. Maybe you don't want to be your prettier friend's sidekick. Maybe you don't want to get drunk because sometimes you black out and make poor decisions. Whatever the case may be, a piece of you, a large piece of you, didn't want to go. And you silenced that piece to make someone else happy. Now, the attraction is that you had a bad feeling that you didn't want to go. And now there is a, you know, the universe is coming up with a reason why you shouldn't have gone. You are attracting the the result, you know, like, I didn't want to go do this. So the universe is now giving you a reason why you shouldn't have gone and done that. It's like, hey, remember next time, bad things can happen. You know, for those of you who have been through really, really scary, traumatic situations, have been taken advantage of by others, dangerous situations. I'm not saying this as a way to dismiss your experience. I've been held at gunpoint and forced to do things that I didn't want to do. And I can say that whether or not the law of attraction had anything to do with it, that's not an okay situation. It is not comfortable. It is not fun. And I would never wish that on my worst enemy. But I know in my heart, I needed that scenario. I needed all of those scenarios because I can tell you there were more than one of those types of situations that I've been in. I needed them. They taught me extremely valuable lessons that were painful to look at, painful to dis dissect. Things about me really wanting validation, me really wanting people to notice me in a not healthy way. I really wanted attention. I wanted love. But I had no idea what that meant. And so the universe was trying its best to provide me with what I thought I wanted. What I had seen on television and in movies. And it wasn't what I wanted. And the more that I chased this ideal, the more dangerous, the more scary the situations got.
I wanted to blame an entire gender <laughs> or an entire, you know, uh, yeah, I just want to blame all the men. We'll just cut to the news. I don't want to blame men. Just blame them all. But that's, that's not the truth because I stopped finding ways of being in those situations. Somehow, some way, I decided I didn't want, I didn't need that and I changed my frame of mind no longer focused on trying to impress people or trying to be someone you know that somebody else would really like stopped worrying about how I looked and how I dressed and how I presented myself in a way that might attract you know the opposite sex I worried more about caring about myself caring about the people on the street who didn't have very much, giving them what I had. And through my kindness and through my openness to connect with others, even those that had scorned me and hurt me, I ended up meeting my forever partner. And it wasn't something I was seeking. It was something that found me because I had turned my own gaze, my own attention on what I needed, what I wanted to attract. I was putting out love. I was putting out acceptance. I was putting out forgiveness into the world. So the world was able to put that out for me and I was able to receive that because I no longer had an ideal or a, you know, this, this concept in my mind of what I wanted or needed. I understood that it was a playground to co-create with others and I needed to put others first at that time. Just really hear other people, not judge them, not have a, you know, an idea of where I wanted to take a, you know, interaction or a relationship and just get to know people, get to know their story, give them what I could, help them when I could. Now, of course, it's going to be different for everybody. That was what I needed. So when working with the law of attraction, the first thing that I recommend doing is really taking a look at your life. And being really honest with yourself. In what areas are you doing yourself an injustice? With the way you treat others. With the way you treat yourself. Where are you letting yourself down? When are you spending time on things that are not supporting you or supporting your connections with others? When are you obsessing over things that are materialistic, that are not enriching your soul, enriching your life? These are all negative things at the moment, but it's easiest to start there. Because when you really start to sift through what can normally be seen as the dirtiest 
the dustiest areas of your life. You start to find little treasures. You start to recognize patterns that might not even be yours. And it just takes a change in perception. I'll use an example from my own life. So, as I stated earlier, I found myself in a lot of compromising situations um, when I was a teenager with older people. I didn't chase after these situations. Genuinely, I tried to make friends. I really wanted guy friends. And uh, I was... I just didn't know how to talk with guys in a way that let them know I just want to be friends. So things always went south. And I let them because I had no sense of boundaries. And because I really wanted to be cared for. I really wanted someone to notice me. I really wanted to feel loved. I really, really wanted to feel loved. And so I let people do horrible things to me. So after all of that, I'm stuck with trauma. So how do you how do you move on? I first had to look at the the fact that I had an insecurity about myself. That I felt that these people they were necessary for me to feel important, to feel loved, to feel worthy. That without these strangers, without their connection, their adoration, their whatever, whatever it was, that I, I wanted them to see me in a certain way. That was something I lacked. I lacked the self-confidence. So how do you change that? You start looking at your reflection with kind eyes. You look at yourself in the mirror. All those flaws, whether that be, you know, pimples. You know, whether you have really dry hair. Maybe you're balding. Maybe you have a mustache. I know I do some days. <laughs> but you got to really look at all the parts and pieces of you that you're really self-conscious about. And you have to love every inch of you. Every single inch. Speak softly to yourself. Give yourself a hug, caress your face, pet your hair, whatever it is. Write yourself a poem. Recognize that the way that you were treated, that doesn't define your worth. Okay. And this can then be applied in other areas as well. You know, some of us have um, eating disorders 
whether it be not eating enough or eating too much or binging and having issues with that. Maybe it's not uh, being able to perceive your own physical image the way others perceive you. And it's important that you really ask yourself, when did this start? Really, when in your life did you really start to see a difference? Was it something someone said? Was it an event? And yes, it might be uncomfortable. Yes, it might be painful. But dive deep. Let yourself feel the discomfort. Face your fear. Because until you do, it will never go away. Those feelings of inadequacy, those feelings of, uh, of, of never being enough, whatever it is that you're running from, that you're trying to hide, that you're trying to fill, they will be there. And until you can hold that vibration for yourself, whether it be willing it into being or cultivating it, through action for yourself. You know, there's a difference between staring at yourself in the mirror and using energy work to cultivate the feeling of being loved. As, you know, someone else might look in the mirror, tell themselves loving thoughts, use affirmations. Maybe somebody uses a visualization. There are so many different ways to, to fill these areas and to provide that change for yourself, that perception shift. But it has to happen from the inside out. You cannot go to another person and expect them to do the hard work. They can give you the, these guidelines. They can give you the steps. They can say, okay, today we're going to look at that one time your father told you he did not care if you died. And then you're going to have to dive deep into that memory and da-da-da-da-da. You can have someone hold your hand through the steps, or you can power through it now on your own. Get the work done. I, I do. I do the work. I, it's not fun. <laughs> Sometimes I will spend hours in front of my bathroom mirror sobbing over some memory that I, I didn't even know was there until I unearthed it. And I stay with it, no matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter how much I just want to leave that bathroom and just not look at myself in the mirror for a while, <laughs> no matter what, I stick with it and I focus myself on changing either the perception or the vibration, the feeling in my body, polarizing it. Because when you're working with the law of attraction, you want to make sure that you are filling that, that frequency, that lack, that negative. You're polarizing it with a positive within your own being. And it's not just putting out into the universe. It's putting within yourself, placing within yourself. And when you start to fill within yourself, that's when it pours over into your life. 
into your daily activities, into the people you interact with. And that's when you begin to see a shift and a change. You'll notice habits just suddenly disappearing, bad habits or good habits starting, like arriving to, you know, appointments on time when normally you'd be 30 minutes late no matter what, whatever it may be whatever good or bad habits take place, this only happens once you have addressed the initial wound, the initial trauma, the initial onset of the lack and shifted it within you. Cultivating a positive uh, output that you can then draw more positive into your life. I hope that that is articulate enough that you guys can understand. So I'm going to move on from working with something that may already be lack where you're creating negative cycles because we've mostly focused on that, creating these negative cycles. We're attracting all these negative things and, you know, just taking the time with no judgment, no anger, looking at the root cause and working through those shadow elements to cultivate what you feel you lack in your heart for yourself to begin to resonate that frequency and receive more of that so that you can cultivate what you initially were seeking to begin with. And for those of you who don't have what you want, or maybe you have too much of it and you want other things in your life, it's pretty much the reverse. It's you just look, okay, so I I have all this money, all this money, ah ha ha, it's so great. But um I really want to be able to uh feel stable in other areas. So when did uh, money become the only currency of stability in my life? When did my perception of stability only uh, revolve around, you know, uh, money and wealth and materialistic uh, objects? You might recall your parents always focusing on uh, every time you broke something, they would talk about the, the, the impact, the financial impact on them. Oh, you broke that. That was a $60 da 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 da. You owe me for that. You're, I'm so upset with you. And you started placing value on everything. That stability to you became financial. But truly, you wanted the stability of knowing that you had this support system, that you had these people in your life that no matter what the circumstances are, that they all are standing beside you, that they're your friends, that they value you, that you could make a million mistakes, that you could blow up and say horrible things. And at the end of the day, so long as you understood you had made mistakes and you'll always try to be better, that they're there beside you, that they're your friends, that they forgive you. Maybe that's the stability you were seeking. 
But now here you are, trapped in this mansion, superficial friends, with people who literally only spend time with you just to share your affluence. How do you shift that? You give away all that affluence. You can store it away in a bank and just go and live modestly, but it's changing your relationship to uh, stability. It's removing what you previously saw as stability, which was finances, and putting yourself in a vulnerable situation where you don't have that stability and you have to build a different type of stability. A lot of people who are in that particular situation, they'll either give up all of their, their wealth or their subconscious will create the situation where they lose all their wealth and they are forced to either be homeless and connect with other people in similar situations or they go and become activists in other countries. They go and do charity work. They go and offer their, their guidance, their wisdom, their understanding of, of financial stability with others in a means to connect, in a means to share that affluence with others. And through those methods, they end up developing that connection, that, that support system, that stability that they initially wanted. So I'm, I'm hoping that these examples of different ways the law of attraction can affect you, that they, that as formless as the law of attraction is, that these examples can plant seeds of steps, some changes in awareness, maybe help you ask some questions that can lead to inspiration, lead to a shift in perception, shift in your own relationship to the world, to reality, to yourself. I think the law of attraction is poorly named because I really think that there is this, this misunderstanding that people have to uh, visualize, 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 visualize what you want. Visualize it and it shall be. Which, yes, that does work. That does work. If, if you really visualize it and then you let it go and you let the universe bring it to you, that works. It does. You can try it. You have to really let it go. And you have to be okay with whether or not it happens. But um, the the more intricate, nuanced themes of the Law of Attraction are really these, 
these undertones of the deeper work of really looking at your shadow pieces and transforming them to attract more of what you deeply, truly desire in your life. And that you can't have those, those desires, you can't have what you truly deserve until you're able to accept all of you all those mistakes, all those times you hurt other people and had to receive that karma for it, or all those times that bad things happened. And maybe those bad things happened to give you an excuse to avoid responsibility. Or maybe those bad things happened because you really needed a break. You really needed a vacation because you were a workaholic or you refused to take a break, or maybe the people in your life wouldn't let you take a break. You needed those bad things to happen in order to be given the freedom to rest, to really reassess yourself and your life. Everybody has a different situation. I couldn't possibly go through the millions of options and the millions of applications of the law of attraction I can give a couple of examples and I can use, use my own energetic mapping system to articulate how I see the law of attraction, how I've interacted with the law of attraction, and how I've done the work to go from being, you know, living with my parents to uh, having a family and then, you know, there were ups and downs during that. I lived in a one-bedroom apartment. There was a time I was homeless. There was a time, you know, that, that there was great things happening and I lost it all again. But, you know, watching the ride, I can see that every little step really was a part of this law of attraction. Do I live by it every day? No, but it's important to understand. It's important to consider. So you have more power in how you co-create your reality. So you have more power to say, I don't want any more of these situations. I want more of these situations. And to understand the energetics behind what you need to do to get that or release the other thing. And it can get really convoluted. It can get complicated. And as I said earlier, every situation is different. Know that I'm here. Know you guys can reach out if you want clarification for your specific situation, if you're interested. But hopefully, this has given a little bit of different perspective on the law of attraction. Um, and and kind of gone into a more philosophical side of understanding how gratitude can play a role in that. Having gratitude for yourself and recognizing your worth and understanding that when you create wholeness in the areas where you lack, it's almost like the universe 
praises you for doing that work. The universe is gifting you with all these wonderful things that then you can continue to have gratitude for and receive more of. And receive more of. And receive more of. Because the more that you cultivate that thank you, thank you, thank you, I already have this. I already have this. The more of that you will get. So for those of you who just want a quick fix, because there's always, there's always some of you out there who don't want to, don't want to do the hard work. And sometimes, hey, I use the quick fix from time to time too. It can be extremely beneficial with working with um, goal-focused tasks, smaller tasks. So the law of attraction, yes, you have these more subconscious, these deeper and nuanced levels of the law of attraction that are working constantly in the background. Um, and then the more active or proactive approach to the law of attraction is sitting down, writing down what you want inside of a circle and writing down what you do not want outside of a circle. So if I am looking to buy a house and I really, really want this house to be over 2,000 square feet, I'd write 2,000 square feet inside of a circle. I'd write, I need it to have four bedrooms, uh, needs to have a backyard, needs to be in a quiet neighborhood. All this, all the things I want inside the circle. On the outside of the circle, I would write things like, um, I don't know, you'd put like noisy neighbors or um, bad roommate or... Uh, I definitely don't want raccoons living in my basement, whatever it is, right? It's it's best to try not to put too many restrictions, but if there's things you really don't want, if there's a boundary you want, you know, I don't want it outside of this county. I want it in this county. Um, you can set those parameters on a piece of paper. And this can be done with a list as well, do's and don'ts. And you can have a small ceremony for yourself. Some people call it a burn ceremony. Um, you could just kind of have like a full moon ritual or a new moon ritual where you sit, you visualize the perfect outcome with your pros and cons. And you consider, you know, you, you want to keep your mind open enough to receive whatever blessings or whatever um, upgrades the universe wants to give you. So be flexible, but know that with the very bare minimum, you can have exactly what you want and desire. As long as you're being very clear with what you expect and what you are needing. And then you throw it into the fire or you sit with it and you meditate with it, whatever method you choose. And then you let it be. You step away and you stay open to the universe delivering it to you. 
That means you are no longer actively pursuing to make this manifest, that you are stepping away. One day you might get inspired to take a side route, or, oh my gosh, I missed my freeway on-ramp, and now I'm in a neighborhood, and oh, there's the house of my dreams. That's how the law of attraction can work. And it can work in, in many ways. It can work with uh, being able to get out of scenarios or situations. Uh, if you're in a job that seems dead-end, a dead-end job that you're just really not liking, you're like, how did I get stuck in this job? You can set up parameters like, I want to feel this way. And having a clear understanding of how you want to feel in your body, in your career. Having a clear understanding of what your work schedule looks like to you. The type of free time you'd have. The type of um, emotional investment that you'd be putting in. And the emotional reward coming out. And you don't need a piece of paper necessarily, but having that clear intention, having that clear intention to what you are ready to receive is so important. It's all about the intention. And then it's letting it go. The surrender. And allowing the universe to bring it to you. Bring me a sign, you may say. Oh, the universe will answer. It will bring a sign. You need to be on your toes or you'll miss the sign, but the universe will bring you a sign. And keep in mind, it won't always be in the exact package that you asked for. Be willing to compromise on some areas. Because sometimes... You, you have to understand you're not in perfect, perfect alignment with your biggest, greatest dreams. But the universe can get pretty darn close to exactly what you need. Maybe not perfect on what you exactly want, but it'll get pretty darn close. So these are some, some different methods to work with the law of attraction. We had the shadow side working with actual, uh, I guess, culmination of who you want to become, improving your, your own self, and doing some subconscious shadow work uh, for deep manifestation, as well as kind of a quick fix, um, instant manifestation, working with goals, um, and, and being able to see results. Start small, and the more confidence that you build through the practice, the stronger the results will become. So just remember that when you're doing energy work, when you're doing any kind of spiritual practice, start small, because these are muscles you have to build. You have to build confidence in your intuition. You have to build trust in the universe. You have to build that trust in yourself. You have to build your trust in the practice. So start small and work your way up. Remove all doubt and trust. Wholeheartedly trust in yourself, okay? So that was our episode on the Law of Attraction. I hope you guys enjoyed 
Hope you guys got some good tips out of that. I'm really grateful for all of you tuning in. And next week, I will be talking about Ho'oponopono, which is another type of gratitude practice that originated in Hawaii. Uh, this month, we have a wonderful guest, Laszlo. He'll be joining us at the end of the month, and uh, he will be talking about his journey with gratitude and how it has helped him in his life become a motivational speaker. So I'm very excited for that interview. I want to hear more from other people about their gratitude journey because I know gratitude has really changed my life, changed my perspective of reality. I went from being extremely depressed to now feeling really optimistic about the surprises uh, the universe gives me, whether they be good or bad, because I know I have the strength to overcome them. I'm so grateful for that strength and for, uh, for this journey. So thank you guys again for ascending together. Have a good day, guys. Bye.
Are you ready to ascend to the next level? This is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide calling. Please be sure to keep all arms and legs inside your vessel at all times. I'm just here to remind you to take some time today. Support Rainbow's Rising podcast. Go join the Discord community. Check out the Patreon. Get some stickers, custom tarot cards. Check out the merch. The merch. You know you want to. Go connect with Rainbow Raja. Maybe even get a session. Who knows? Your support helps make this show possible. And she loves to support you. Help support her too. Once again, this is Rainbow Raja, your spirit guide, guiding you to your ascension.